the Lord. Daniel chapter 6 verses 1 through 3. Here begins the ring of God's word. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Verse 3. Now Daniel was so distinguished, so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. I'll read verse 3 again. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you for this time as we will break the bread of life. We ask, Father, that now you would speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord God, that you would give us a ram of word a word from on high, Lord God. Father, we know that as the faces differ in this place, so does the needs this morning. But we're asking you by the power of the Holy Ghost that you will minister to the hearts and the lives of your people this morning, Lord God. Father, we're asking you, oh God, for supernatural breakthrough. We're asking you for direction. We're asking you to encourage us, to strengthen us by your word this morning, Lord God. Father, we bless you and we praise you for what you're going to do in advance. In the name of Jesus, we ask all these things. And if you believe it, say amen. Amen. While you take your seats, I want you to tell your neighbor, stand strong. Amen. Tell your other neighbor, stand strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand strong. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As I was praying this week and asking the Lord what I would, would share with you this week, God just really began ministering to my heart about, as Christians, there are times that we have to take a stand. There are times that we have to take a stand. We live in a day and in, in an age where people are just falling for every little thing. When trouble comes, they fall apart. When, when issues happen, they, they, they just stumble. But God calls the believer to stand strong no matter what the believer is facing. As I quoted earlier, um, Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible says, Stand strong, stand to resist the enemy and the wiles and the traps and the different things that he will try to send against you. That's why the scripture admonishes us to put on the whole armor of God that you can stand against the enemy in the evil day. As we talk about standing this morning, I'm not sure if you're facing any type of trial or, or, or trouble or concern this morning, but I, I want to encourage you to stand as we start the month of September it almost feels like it's almost like a new year again because everybody's getting back to school everybody's getting back in motion everybody's just buckling down now for this fall season we can see the shift that's happening all around us even with the season even with the daylight amen but God is calling us at this time in this season for us to stand strong I think the perfect example we can see here in the life of Daniel is one who stood strong if you look throughout the whole book of Daniel, going back from, from, from the very first chapter, the book is really dealing about standing for God and standing on his promises. Yes, it's a prophetic book that talks about the end times, but yet there are people who are in a different culture who are standing for the beliefs no matter what's going on around them. And that's a beautiful example for us today as Christians that we're in a culture where everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't believe the God that we serve. Everybody doesn't um, serve God to have that same hunger for God the way we have that way we have for God but yet we're still going after him yet we're still serving him and so when we look at this scripture we realize that Daniel now is in his mid 80s he's not a young man anymore he's an older man now Daniel have seen some 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 things in his lifetime he have seen God stand up for him how I many you know when you stand for God God will stand for you and so we see how God has stood up for this man of, of, of God. We, we, we realize that this is the third king that, that, that um, Daniel has served un under. 
He started from Nebuchadnezzar. He just went on down the line. So this is his third kingdom. This is how many times he has seen shift and changes around him throughout his lifetime. But no matter who was ruling, he realized that God was his ultimate ruler. That should encourage somebody today because you might have a boss who might not be serving God, who might not be doing things right. But you have to know that God is the ultimate ruler. He sees everything. And when you take a stand for God, he will take a stand for you. The scripture says in Daniel chapter 6 verses 1 to 3 that it pleased King Darius to appoint 120 satraps. Now satraps, these were people who were called kingdom protectors. These are people who protected the kingdom. The administrators, what they did was they prevented rebellion, they took care of the taxes of the kingdom, and they took care of national financial matters. So these people were the guardsmen of, this, of, of, of the kingdom. These people knew the in and outs of the kingdom. And God blessed, amen, Daniel to acquire one of the positions as the administrator. There were three administrators and there were 120 satraps that worked under them or kingdom protectors that worked under them. God blessed this man, this Jewish man to be in a different kingdom so God could show his power and his love through him. Now, as we continue to, to, to read the scripture, we realize that there were some challenges that Daniel began to face while he was just doing God's bidding. And you'll find in your life as Christians sometimes when you do God's bidding, there will be things that will rise up against you. Not because you've done something wrong, but because you're living right. There'll be troubles, there'll be trials, there'll be situations that you will face and you will wonder, God, where in the world did this thing happen? Where in this world is this situation coming from? Why is this occurring in my life now? It's not a punishment because you did something wrong. It's God showing you his power as you continue to do what is right. So today I, I, I want to um, en encourage you to stand strong today. I want to encourage you that no matter what you're facing, no matter how crazy tomorrow looks, to stand strong. Watch you tell your neighbor again, stand strong. Uh-huh. See, sometimes you can stand, but you can stand weak. You can stand tired. You can stand weary. But God wants us to stand strong. He wants us to stand in his strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God wants us to be strong. No matter what's coming our way, he wants us to be strong. He wants us to stand strong. Daniel did not realize he was about to go through a major testing of his faith. And sometimes when we live life, we don't realize we go through major testings of our faith. But in the midst of it, God wants us to stand strong. Stand strong. Stand strong. Now, Daniel was a seasoned man. He's in his mid-80s now. He's coming down to the end of his life. He's seen God do some mighty things. He could probably declare like King David, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. He's seen God through circumstances. And as Christians, as you grow in your faith, you begin to see God do things through different situations in your life. Me being in my mid-30s, I've seen God do some things for me, except in Christ at the age of 15, now in my 30s. I've seen God do something over these past 20 years. I, I have a track record with God. So I know that when a trial comes and when trouble comes, I can still stand strong. I know that when sometimes it doesn't add up and when God doesn't make sense because of my past experiences with him, I can still stand. No matter what the outcome might be, I can still stand. No matter what man would try to say to you, I can still stand and I can stand strong. So today I, I, I want to share with you three truths to help you to stand strong. Not just standing. You know, sometimes some of us, we not even stand, we just hanging. I do, I'm hanging. But God wants you to stand. Stand strong. Stand strong because God is on your side. He's with you. He's with you. You're not in this thing called life by yourself. So there are three truths that help you, that will help us to stand strong this morning. We're studying the life of, of Daniel. Of Daniel this morning. 
The Bible says, as at this, this is verse 4 now in chapter 6, the administrators and the satraps tried to find ground for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy, neither corrupt or negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. One of the truths that I want to share with you this morning to stand strong, when God raises you up, Expect people to tear you down. When God raises you up, expect people to tear you down. If I were to put that in layman's terms, every time God blesses you, there will be haters around you. There will be people who will hate, will perpetrate, who will try to discourage you, who will try to tear you down, who will try to make your blessing to something small and meaningful. But you have to know that when God raises you up, you better expect people to tear you down. I remember the Lord called me to ministry and I had my running buddies. You know, everybody got their friends in church. You know, you're running buddies you see every Sunday. Hey, what's up? God bless you. If you're going through something, you can lock up your arms in faith and pray with them and, and they're with you. But the moment God God begins to elevate you that's when things begin to shift and change and I realize that the friends who were my friends back then are not my friends now because when God begins to raise you up expect people to tear you down some of you got great business ideas that you start launching forth from the business idea that God has given you to all of a sudden your friends look at you oh you think you all that now no you think I'm all that right now I'm just doing what God put on my heart to do you know you sing, hang out with your single friends. You tell me, I want to be married. And you find your Boaz. You find your boo. And all of a sudden, oh, you don't got time for us anymore. No, I'm preparing for my future. Yes. Amen. I wasn't planning to be single in my life. That's where you want to stay. You can stay there. But God has something better for me. I'm going to stand strong. So when God begins to bless you, when he begins to raise you up, expect people to tear you down. Daniel was an outsider. He was an old man. He was a part of the crew. But yet God blessed him because he was blameless. It was nothing. He was trustworthy. He wasn't negligent. He did what he had to do. And that's the type of people that God blessed who do what they have to do. He wasn't doing stuff on the table. He wasn't being manipulative. He wasn't trying to make his way happen. He was doing what he was told to do. So when people try to head on you, just know God is raising you up. When the pressure start coming against you, God is just raising me up. That's all. That's all. Don't listen to your critics. Don't listen to your haters. They will discourage you. They will cause you to abort the plan of God in your life. You see, there are certain people that are in your life for a season. And when that season is up, you got to say goodbye. Pleasure to know you. God bless you. I got to keep on moving. So you can't get confused about your relationships and the friends that are in your life. Some people are there. You have lifelong friends. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've known Pastor for over 20 years with lifelong friends. Amen. But there were other people that we knew around us but we came up amen and ain't nowhere to be found. There's some relationships that are only seasonal. And so you cannot allow yourself to get confused because you set yourself for hurt and for dismay. When God raises you up, expect people to tear you down. You know, they're, they're excited. You know, sometimes people are excited about what God is, is, is doing. Amen. You, you, they, they see God promote you. They see God bless you. They, they see your ministry grow. They, they see things happen. Amen. There was pastors. Amen. We were all praying for our, our, our church buildings. God bless us. God bless us. God bless us. They were God blessed them. We celebrate them. They were God blessed us. They were nowhere to be found. Sometimes we have what I call this crab bucket mentality. Have you been to a seafood market? And you wonder why the crabs don't come out the bucket. They're live. They're climbing. Like, how come they're not all crawling over the place? What's going on? You know why? Because when one gets up to the top, the other one clamps and pulls it down. And they try to go up to the top. Then the other one clamps and pulls them down. And that's how they stay in the bucket. And sometimes in God's kingdom, we have a crab bucket mentality. We want everybody everybody to stay in the bucket with us we want everybody to stay in the same place as us we we, we talk about we want to get out then when we try to get out someone pulls us down the 
every person, yeah, I want you to go. Yeah, I want you to do great things. And the moment you step out, oh, no, no, you can't really do that. You got to be careful now. You don't really want to do that. You know, yeah, I know God is able, but you know, you don't want to do that. You don't really want to go out there. Yeah. And we try to make it spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, know, you got to use wisdom. You got to be okay. Maybe God doesn't really want you to do that. But yet, you say, go ahead and do it. We have a crab bucket mentality. When God raises you up, expect people to tear you down. Beware of your haters. Don't confuse them as your friends. Just because someone is friendly towards you does not mean that they are your friend. Just because you have a follower on Facebook does not mean that they are your friend. Just because someone follows your tweet and follows your Instagram does not make them your friend. Yeah. Believe in a day and age, but oh, that's my friend. I got 570 friends on Facebook. You don't know half of them. <laughs> now you posted all your business and all your pictures and everything up on there. Tell your whole life story. Some people just put too much stuff on there. I'm going to the bathroom right now. We didn't need to know that. <laughs> Too much information. TMI, as we say. But you have to know that when God raised you up, you better expect people that they're going to come to, to, to tear you down. You see, these administrators and these set traps were, were trying to find grounds to discredit the man of God. And you would find a time there will be people who would try to find grounds to discredit you, to, to discredit your ministry, to discredit your job, to discredit your character, to discredit the things, the contributions that you make. You will find people who would try to take the credit, who would try to take the, the very gifting, the very ideas, the very concepts, the very innovations that God has given you. You have to guard yourself. Amen. They were trying to set him up. But when you serve in God, you have to know when you take a stand for God, God will take a stand for you. Right. These administrators were so slick, the scripture says they try to butter up King Darius. They went before him and said, oh, king, you're great, you're, you're mighty, you, 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 you are wonderful. And, and then they said, look, look, this is what we want you to do because you, oh, king, may you live forever. This is what we want you to do. We want you to, to write a decree that cannot be changed, that for the next 30 days, no one's to pray to their God, but only to you because you're like our God. And they'll butter him up, making him feel all special. And he wrote the decree. Because they made him feel so great. They were trying to set a trap for Daniel. Because it said it's only, this, the, the only, unless, it, scripture says in verse 5, unless it had something to do with the law of his God. What, <laughs> what, would, what, what, what would Daniel do? Would he stop praying? Would he pray silently? Would he keep praying and, 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 and risk death? No one was to pray to any God but to the king. Daniel was a man of prayer. He prayed three times a day. He was faithful in his relationship with God. He knew that everything that he has was because of his relationship with God. You see, some of us, we have plan B. You know, if everything don't work out with God the way we want to work out, you know, we got a little plan in, in, in the back pocket. But that is some of us who have nothing but plan A. It's like, God, I don't have a plan B. Only way I got here, the only way that I'm here is because of you. And if I don't have you, I don't have nothing. All right? I, I, you know, I, I, if I don't have you, Lord, I don't have anything. You're the source of my strength. You're the strength of my life. Before I, you came in my life, I was nothing. I was nothing but dead dust. But your spirit breathed life in me. Your spirit rose me up. Your spirit gave me purpose. You gave me a destiny. You gave me a plan. I don't know about you, but I don't have a plan B. I got plan God. That's the only plan that I have. If it doesn't work, it's not going to work. It's only Jesus that got me this far. And Daniel knew it was only the Lord that sustained him. Here he is taken as a captive from his nation and now brought into this different kingdom, into this different culture, into this different society. They could easily kill him. They could easily knock him off. But God favored him even in the enemy's camp. Amen. God favored him and God blessed him. They said, you're not to pray to any other God but to the king for 30 days. 
That's what you're supposed to do. They were trying to tear Daniel down. They were trying to stop him. They were trying to kill him. They were trying to annihilate him. They were trying to assassinate his character. And you have to be careful. People try to set up traps for you. But you better know that every trap that's set up, God will cause your enemies to fall into that trap and cause you to succeed in Jesus' name. I hope someone got that this morning. The trap that's been set up against you, amen, it's going to fall apart. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Though the weapon is formed, though you see it pointing your way, though it's coming at you, it shall not penetrate, it shall not come to fruition because God is your protector. Though the bullet is in the chamber, I tell you, it's a dud in Jesus' name. (laughs) Come on now, have you ever lit a firecracker and it was a dud? You wait for it to go poof and it's like just fizzles out. That's what the tricks of the enemy is. He th- you look, oh my God, the enemy got a weapon at me. He's going to destroy me. This sickness is going to destroy me. This situation is going to destroy me. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It will not manifest. It will not take root. And Daniel knew God enough to say, God, if you did it back then, you can do it for me now. Daniel kept on praying. He didn't stop. He kept on praying. That brings me to my second truth. Kneeling to pray is what gives you the strength to stand. Kneeling to pray is what gives you the strength to stand. Verse 10 says, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home upstairs to his upstairs room with the windows open towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks just as he had done before. When problems come into our lives, when situations happen, the very first thing that we should do is pray. The very first thing. Not get on the phone, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The first thing that we should do is pray. Sadly to say, oftentimes for Christians, prayer is our last result. We go through every other medium, every other means, but yet... Prayer is the last result. Prayer should be the very first thing that we should do. The Bible says Daniel learned of the decree. He learned what was published. He learned what was engraved in stone. But as you see in the scripture, he wasn't even moved by. He kept on praying. Because he knew that God was the source of his strength. He got on his knees and prayed. And I like what the scripture said. It says, just as he had done before. So he was accustomed to doing this. This wasn't just because trouble came that he prayed. Because some of us really pray only when trouble come. We really fast when trouble come. We really want to get deep and serious with God when situations happen. When they say that you have cancer in your body. When, when, when they said your, your, your child might not make it. Then that's where you want to really pray. But he was accustomed. He had a true relationship with God that come hell and high water in good times and bad times and up times and down times when I'm depressed, when I'm happy, when things are going well, when all hell is breaking loose. The Bible says he prayed just as he had done before. It was customary. It was innate. It was a habit. He had a habit of prayer. He had a lifestyle of prayer. He would be what we call a prayer warrior. He prayed three times a day. I can't even get you to pray five minutes one day, but he prayed three times a day. He had a discipline of prayer. When you kneel before God to pray, he will give you the strength to stand. He didn't announce it. He just does it. He doesn't know where I'm going to pray. He didn't put a hashtag on Twitter that says I'm so spiritual. He didn't do that. He just did what he knew to do to pray. He wasn't moved by his circumstances. He didn't go in fear. He just began to pray as he prayed every day. Lord, give me the strength and give me what I need. He began to seek the Lord. Kneeling to pray is what gives you the strength to stand. It's something about kneeling humbly before God. It's something, it's it's good when we stand and when we worship. It's good, you know, when we walk around. Or we could pray in our, in, our, in our seats and some of us pray in our beds in the morning because we're too lazy to get out. So we're like, good morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day, Lord. 
Some of us have our praise and worship in the shower. We're singing praises. This is the day and showering and getting ready to go and work. Some of us put out our favorite gospel tune, our worship music while we're on our way driving to work. But there's something about when we kneel in prayer. It's something about when you kneel in prayer. Something about when you get down on your knees and humble yourself in prayer. It's the posture. I don't know about for you. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. It's the posture that says, Lord, I, I, I can't do this, but you can do this. Tim Tebow made it very famous where every time he had his, 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 his touchdown, he would do his little thing where it represented him getting on his knees, thanking God for his victory. It lets me know that kneeling to pray is what gives you the strength to stand. Stand. He stood before these strong men because he knelt before a strong God. You have to understand your enemy is strong, but God is stronger. Your enemy is strong. Your trials are strong. Your situations are strong. There ain't no light feathers. There's some tough situations that we face as believers. But you have to know that your God is stronger than anything that you will come up against. If God be for me, who can be against me? The Bible says, who can stand <laughs> against me? You see, they'll stand against you, but you got to stand against them. You have to stand in the strength of the Lord. And the only way you can stand in God's strength is if you get on your knees and pray. If you humble yourself and pray. Amen. When I first got saved, we, we, didn't, we, we didn't get on our knees Pastor. Like what we did, we prostrated, right? Maybe we used to lay flat on the ground and pray. See, we don't do that in church no more. So when the glory used to hit the church, we'd be on our faces. Our shoes would be off, but the place you're standing is holy ground. See, we don't do that no more. We cute. I ain't taking off my pumps. I ain't taking off my red bottoms. The devil is a liar. I ain't going to start my stockings on no dirty carpet. I ain't going to do that. But see, when you humble yourself before God's presence, my God, he gives you the strength to stand. He gives you the encouragement that you need. He gives you the power. He gives you direction. There have been so many times in my life where I said, God, I need to hear a word from you. I need strength. God, I don't know how I want to make it. Have you ever been so overwhelmed you didn't know where the answers were coming from? But the moment that you got in that place of prayer, the moment that you begin to seek God, the moment, as Pastor Edgar said last week, you remember remained in him. You got connected to the vine. It's the moment that he began to release strength to you. He began to release understanding to you. He began to release the very thing that you stood in need of. If you don't plug into him, he can't plug into you. See, the thing is, we have to come to God saying, God, I need you. At the moment you say, God, I need you, he's there to meet your need. But if you don't come to him, he can't come to you. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on anyone. Daniel knew this. That's why he prayed three times a day. That's why God blessed him. Because everything he wanted to do, he wasn't doing it for the king. He was doing it for the king of kings. It just happened to please the king. But he did it for the king of kings. What he did for the king of kings just happened to please King Darius. You have to know that when you go to work, yes, I, I, I'm doing well because I want the company to do well. But no, you're doing it as unto the Lord. That's why you get to work on time. Amen. That's why you don't steal all the supplies and bring it home to your, to your little home office. That's why you do all the proper things that you're supposed to do because God sees that stuff. You're doing it as unto the Lord. It's quiet in here, but I'm going to keep preaching it anyhow. Amen. You got to do it as unto the Lord. Trusting Him. Saying, God, you're able. God, you're able. He took a stand for God. Are you taking a stand for your God today? God wants you to stand strong. I don't care what the report is. I don't care what the issue is. I don't care what the problem is. You see, 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 see with Daniel, if he chose not to pray, he would have escaped freely. He would say, oh, I don't have to pray for 30 days. That's fine. Some of us Christians were like, okay, I don't have to pray for 30 days. I'm going to stay alive. I don't have to worry about that. But he knew by standing strong, he was putting his God to the test. Sometimes you have to put God to the test. Say, God, I really trust you. So I'm really going to believe you to give me the answer that I need. The punishment was to be thrown into a den full of hungry lions. 
hungry lions. I ain't talking about them passive lions you see when you watch National Geographic and they just there with their bellies full. No, I'm talking about hungry lions. They didn't feed them on purpose so the person who they threw in there would get devoured. That's what I'm talking about. Hungry lions. That was the punishment. So he's like, hungry lions or my life? Hungry lions or my life? Standing for God or being a coward in fear? He said, I'm going to stand strong for my God. My God has been good to me. And if this is how God wants to take me, then so be it. But my life has been fulfilled by God. So you have to have that type of tenacity, that type of audacious faith that say, God, I'm 80 plus years old. Like he said, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm here, Lord. I've seen you do. If this is the way you want, if this is the way that you want to take me out, then so be it. I had a fulfilled life. But I'm going to take my stand for you because you will take a stand for me. Now, he had no idea how God was going to do it. Just like you look at his counterparts, you look at the three Hebrew boys, they had no idea how God was going to deliver them. They said, oh king, we ain't going to bow before you. And if our God does not deliver us, we're going to continue to stand. And that's the type of tenacity that we have to have. That no matter what type of wind, no matter what type of fire blows our way, that we will continue to stand. There was no guarantee that nothing bad was going to ever happen. Stuff bad happens to good people all the time. But even in the midst of it, God's grace is sufficient for us. And Daniel knew that, God, if you did it for me back then, you're going to do it for me again. And if you choose not to do it for me, hallelujah, anyhow. That's the song we're singing in the church. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never let the devil get you down. Come on now. So it's like I say, hallelujah, anyhow, God. However you want to do it, you're going to do it. I'm going to trust you anyhow. I'm not going to give up on you. That's the song we said because he won't give up on us. Why? Because he's able. He's able. He's able. Daniel's life was not a Disney movie. Disney movies, we, we see people die. We see magic happens, the magic kingdom. We see all these wonderful things happen. That was not Daniel's story. If you really, really, really read this text, he was in some deep waters. He was in some deep trouble because he was doing right. And we have to understand as Christians, by us doing right, the enemy hates us. By us living godly, the enemy hates us. And we think many times when things go wrong in our lives it's because we did something wrong. Not so. Not so. When you do right, trouble will come. Jesus said, you will have trouble. But he said, take peace, take joy. If I overcame the world, you can overcome it too. You're not in this thing called life by yourself. God lives on the inside of you. You're not hopeless. You're not defeated. Stop playing victim. You're not a victim. You're a victor in Jesus. Sometimes we have the poor mindset, woe is me, I'm going through again. You got to come out of that blue funk. You got to come out of that low place. You got to come out of that mindset. You are a child of God. Think about those words. We take it so lightly, so cliche. But you are a child of God. The God of the universe. The God who made the heavens and the earth. The God who can stop time. The God who's infinite in power. The God who has all authority in his hand. The God who is sovereign. You are his child. He cares about you. He wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to sit in a place when, you, when you're not experiencing purpose. You're not experiencing God's blessing. You're not experiencing the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. Most of the times the reason we don't experience those things because we don't believe him. Right. And because we don't pray. If you kneel before God, you'll be able to stand against your enemies. It brings me to my third point. When you do what's right, you can always trust God with the results. When you do what's right, you can always trust God with the result. We know how the story ends. We know that they threw Daniel into the lion's pit. We knew that King Darius was so upset because he got tricked. But the the, the decree that he made, it could not be reversed. And the Bible says he tried to get it reversed down to the sunset, down to that evening. He could not do it. And finally, he had to give in to the set traps and the the two administrators that brought up this charge against Daniel. And finally, they had to throw Daniel into the lion's den. 
King Darius was so moved, he said, may your God save you. Yeah. Now he said, no, now they just tell him, don't pray to any other God, but King Darius said, may your God yeah. save you. Yeah. They threw him in the Bible, said, King Darius didn't eat, he didn't sleep, he didn't have no entertainment that night. He was up all night because he was worried about his friend, Daniel. You see, the, see, as we see the relationship between, between Queen Darius and Daniel, you realize the people were jealous. That's what the problem was. Because here God took this Jew out of exile and the Bible says King Darius was about to pit him over the whole kingdom. See, they understood the intentions. They understood the relationship. They understood the favor that rested on Daniel's life. And you have to understand that God has put favor on your life. And sometimes you don't see the favor, but other people see it. Sometimes you're just walking around, la, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't realize how blessed you are. You don't realize how much the favor of God is resting upon you. You don't realize how much people say, man, I wish I had what she had. Man, I wish I had what he had. Man, he just looks so cool, calm and collected. Why? It's because the favor of God is upon you. Tell your neighbor God's favor is upon me. Yeah, his favor is upon you. No matter how hard you try to shake it, you can't shake it because he just loves you that much. You are his child. He wants the very best for you. When you do what's right, you can always trust God with the results. 80 years, God has been faithful to Daniel. And Daniel had declared that I want to be faithful to God. If he saves me, I will trust him. If he doesn't, I will trust him. And sometimes when you go through trials, God, if, if it doesn't have the outcome that I don't, that, that, if it doesn't have the outcome that I want it to have, I'm still going to bless you anyhow. I'm still going to trust you anyhow. But in the, but as we realize the king Darius stayed up all night first thing in the morning he ran to the den he ran to the den and he screamed down there hey Daniel did your God save you Daniel said my God sent in his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight nor have I ever done anything wrong before you your majesty when you are blameless when you walk a righteous life when you do what is right and when you have troubles and things that come against you, every time God will send his angel. Every time God will send help. Every time God will send an answer. Every time God will bring deliverance. These were hungry lions that have not been fed for God knows how long. As soon as, the, as, soon as Daniel landed in the den, it should have devoured him. But God sent his angel, angel and shut the mouth of the lion how many lions have been trying to eat you that God has been keeping them away from you the Bible says the enemy seeks and rolls around like a like a lion seeking who he may devour come on now but I serve a God who's the king of kings and the Lord of Lord he is the mighty lion of the tribe of Judah he can shut the mouth of your lion you might feel like you're in a pit today you're in a den today but I'm here to declare to you that God can deliver you God can bring you out he can silence your enemies oh yes he can he can silence your enemies when you do what is right you can always trust God with the results a few a few years ago my wife and I we were facing a legal situation and this legal situation it was trying to threaten her job and her and her future and we knew that this was an attack of the enemy we knew that God was on our side because what we did we walked in righteousness we did what was right but the situation looked impossible the situation looked like God how could we get ourselves out of this month this one it seemed like so much poor evidence and pat evidence were faced up against us that it seemed like we had no way to get out we were locked in a den with lions but God stepped in and he vindicated us. And every company that tried to shut us down don't even exist anymore today because God will send his angel and shut the mouth of the lion. I can say now I know him to be a lawyer in the courtroom. You see, only when you go through these circumstances
circumstances and these troubles is when you get to know God in a greater way. That's why he wants you to stand strong because he already knows the outcome. You're going to win at the end. You're going to overcome. I declared to you a few weeks ago, the fight is already fixed. It's just meant for you to know God in a greater way. Now, does it feel good when you're going through it? No. There's an 80-year-old man being tossed in a den. It's fearful. You see all these big lines around you and they're walking, but they're not doing anything. Instead of focusing on the line, you need to focus on God. Don't look at your enemy in the eyes because he'll try to put fear in you. But you better look and seek the face of God and look at his eyes and get strength from the Lord so you can face your giant. You can face your devil. You can face your enemy. You can face the line of everything that's trying to devour you. When you do what's right, God can always, you can always trust God with the benefits. God delivered Daniel. The Bible says the king was overjoyed and he gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And Daniel was lifted from the den. No wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Not a scratch, not a bruise, no wound. Came out unharmed. Came out walking in peace. Came out trusting his God. And I'm here to declare to you, if you trust God, you'll come out walking in his peace. You come out unscathed. Nothing, it looked like it was going to take you, but nothing happened because you trusted the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning to trust God. I want to encourage you this morning to stand strong. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what the future holds. We are living in the end times. Yes, we are. I'll declare we are living in the end times. We Christians are getting beheaded. With little kids and their, and their mothers are being beheaded and saying, serve Christ or die. Have you been watching the news lately? Have we gotten so comfortable in our American culture that we forget that we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering on the other side of the world? Have you been seeing what ISIS has been doing to believers? These are your brothers and sisters in the faith. You might not know them by name, but you're connected through the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you are not aware about the situation and things that are happening? around us sometimes we become so blinded in our own little world that we forget that there are others who are going through worse things and we don't realize how God has favored us you came to church freely this morning worshiping God they can't even worship God they can't even shout the name of Jesus but you can shout the name of Jesus in freedom you can praise his name you can glorify him you can run around the church but they don't even have a church every time they build one they burn the church down every time they get a new pastor they assassinate one and they arrest another but yet I've been standing before you 10 years preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ and you tell me God is not able he's able you're more blessed than you realize the church is asleep we need to wake up people are dying and going to hell Every day, I used to have nightmares when I was younger of people or family or relatives going to hell because I was fearful about sharing my faith. I was fearful. And I saw myself going before the throne of God. And I saw my family members going with me. And I saw God denying them that they could not enter into their rest. They were shut out and gone to other dark, utter, utter darkness because I refuse to share my faith. And you have people who are just on the other side of the planet, bold about their faith, and getting assassinated little kids. Have you seen some of the videos? People are posting stuff online like crazy. Little kids, headless kids. Mothers being beheaded before their children. And yet we sit comfortable, we complain because God didn't do this little thing, but yet they believe in God for everything. Everything. God is a deliverer. If he did it for Daniel, I believe he could do it for them. And I know sure enough he can do it for you this morning. When you do what's right, you can always trust God with the results. When God raises you up, people will try to tear you down. But if you keep kneeling to pray, 
he will give you the strength to stand. Do what's right and trust God with the results. This battle that we're facing is not against flesh and blood. See, the problem is you cannot get in your flesh. And what I mean by that, you cannot handle this situation with your natural resources, with your natural energy, with your natural strength, because this is a supernatural situation. Your natural wisdom and your street smarts and your wittiness is not going to get you out of the den. This is a supernatural thing. God had to supernaturally intervene to deliver Daniel from the problem that he was in. See, the debt that you have right now, I don't care how much you save, you need a work of God. You need God to deliver you. Come on now. Some of you got student loans that are so high, like, how God am I going to pay them off? It's going to take a move of God. God is going to have to sit his angel to help you out. You're going through a situation, your marriage is like, Lord, is this it? Because every time I try to connect, there's nothing there. You need a supernatural intervention. You need the power of God to come into your circumstance. You see, the thing is, you can't figure out God. You can't figure out how he's going to do it. So stop trying to do that. Just trust him. Daniel trusted the Lord. Now, Daniel, you know, and our flesh would say, okay, Lord, if I'm going to trust you, so that means that they won't even throw me in the pit. That means that, you know, that, that means that King Darius would tell them, look, I changed my mind. I don't care what I said. I'm not going to do it. Daniel's my man because I'm going to put him over the kingdom. It didn't happen the way maybe Daniel supposed it was going to happen. He said, wait a minute, Lord, we're getting close to the to, 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 to door. Okay, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I mean, he's getting to that edge. You're like, Lord, I, I, I'm trusting you. Some of you right there, Lord, it's getting close now. It's about, to, it's about to be all over, God. I'm about to fall off the cliff, God. It's over there. And Daniel falls off the cliff. He goes into the dead. Now God is too late. God said, it's not too late for a turnaround. It's not too late for me to do what I said I'm going to do. He's just setting the stage so he can flex his muscle and show you how powerful and how awesome he is. I'm reminding of the story of Lazarus. He said, if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. Where is that, Lord? You got to do it this way. God doesn't have to do it your way. Watch him do it, though. You have to trust him this morning. We battle, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your mouth is not going to get you out of this. Your communication skills is not going to get you out of this. Your degree ain't going to get you out It's not going to get you out of this. Only God can deliver you. Come on, your medication, as good as it is, it's helping sustain you. It's not going to get you out of this. Only God himself is going to get you out of this circumstance. Only God himself is going to deliver you from this situation. Some of you are facing some stuff right now, and you've been trying to do it in your own strength. You've been hitting a wall every time because you are not going to get the credit for getting you out of this situation. God is going to get the credit, and God will allow the lights to get dim. As a matter of fact, he'll he'll allow the lights to go off so he can shine his glory glory in the darkness arise shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me some years some pitch black dark situations now but I'm telling you that God is going to send his angel God is going to send help God is going to give you the very thing that you need to help you to overcome God is going to be the one to push you through God is going to be the one to deliver you God is going to be the one to heal you God is going to be the one to deliver you he's going to be the one that will break you out of your circumstance do I have any witnesses in the house this morning do I have anyone that say I saw God do it back then uh, and I'll see God do it again uh, no matter what hell I'm going through uh, though the devil try to take me out uh, those stuff try to rise up against me uh, but I know my God is able uh, I trust my God uh, I trust my Jesus uh, that no matter what I'm going through uh, he'll be the one to answer my prayer no matter what I'm going through he'll be the one to make every crooked path straight no matter what I'm going through he'll be the one to send my provision he's Jehovah Jireh he's the one who provides he's the one who sets me free he's the one who kills me he's the one who delivers me he's the one who keeps me in my right mind he's the one that orders my steps he's the one that keeps me going when I want to get out the bed in the morning. He's the one that said, keep on going, daughter. 
Keep on going, son. Keep on going, daughter. Don't give up now. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is not the time to give up. But this is the time for you to trust him. This is the time for you to take him at his word. If God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, though a host by rise up against me, I that shall not prosper. Cause no weapon, no weapon, no weapon from the against me shall prosper. Ah, thank you, Jesus. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my strength. He's the one that protects me. He's the one that keeps me. He's the one that delivers me. He's the one that keeps me going. Even when I was about to slip, He's the one that keeps me from stumbling. Hallelujah! Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When you do what's right, you can always trust God with the results. Some of you in some situations right now, you say, Lord, but I was doing what's right. But how did I get myself in this pickle? How did I get myself in this circumstance? But I'm here to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is going to send an angel. I hear that in my spirit. God is God is going to send an angel. He's going to send assistance. He's going to send some help. He's going to send some He's going to send some resources. The very thing that you've been studying in need of is coming your way. It's coming your way. You have to trust him this morning. You have to trust him. Daniel wasn't even moved. I said, Lord, let me have some type of faith like that. Come on now. He's about to lose his life. He wasn't even moved. He just kept on going and said, God, whatever happens, I'm going to trust you. Talk about blind faith. I wish I had some faith like that. I want that for me. That no matter what happens, no matter what people might say, no matter what circumstances might rise up in my face, I, I can know that God is more than able. I don't care if your supervisor try to set you up. I don't care what's trying to happen. But in the name of Jesus, God is going to send some help. Tell your neighbor, God is about to send you some help. Come on, tell somebody else, God is about to send you some help. I know you stand in need of it. I know you've been going empty. I know you feel kind of low. I know you feel kind of dry. But God is going to send you some help. God is about to enter your circumstance. God is about to come into that dark den. It was dark in that den. It was no light. It was no electricity. It was in a dark place. It was in a dangerous place. He probably couldn't even see the lights. He probably could hear them roaring. He probably could hear them growling. But God has stepped in. He'll step in for you. He's stepping in. I see a foot coming in. He's just stepping in. He's coming in. He's coming in. He's coming in. He didn't forget you. He didn't forget you. He didn't forget you. He's stepping in your circumstance. This is not the time for you to give up. This is not the time for you to give up on your faith. This is the time for you to believe God like you've never believed him before. This is the time. This is the time. There's some things I believe in God to do in this church. And in the flesh it looks impossible. But I know my God. I've known him long enough to know that he's a provider. I know him long enough that even though it might seem I'm going to fall off the cliff. And I might fall off the cliff. But I know he's going to catch me. See, that's the type of faith. See, you got faith that would just lead you to the cliff, but I have the type of faith that if I fall off the cliff, I know his heavenly hands are going to grab me. He's going to protect me. And that's the type of faith that God wants you to have today. He wants you to stand strong. He wants you to stand with your shoulders squared back. He wants you to stand knowing that God is able. He's going to do that what he said he's going to do. I, I can't figure out how he's going to do it, but he's going to send his angel. He's going to send his help. His provision is going to come. The breakthrough is going to come. The deliverance is going to come. The innovation is going to come. The money's going to come. The money's going to come. The money's going to come. It's going to come.
because he said so when you do the master's will he'll bless you every time when you do the master's will he'll bless you up oh, my shot when you do the master's will he'll bless you every time God delivered Daniel out of the lion's den and what he does for Daniel what he does for Daniel he'll do for you this morning if you're in the den this morning I just want you to come up to the altar we're going to pray this morning if you're in a situation we say God I need you God I need you to send help God I need you to send resources we're going to pray this morning we're going to pray to the king of kings ah, and the lord of lords ah. oh yes He's an able God. He's an able God. Oh yes, he's an able God. Ah, yes, he's an able God. He's able. I feel it in my spirit. He's able. I don't care how impossible it looks. He's able. God is able. Don't you dare give up on him. Don't you dare turn your back on him. It's not impossible for God. It's not impossible for Him. Hallelujah. If you're standing, just lift your hands over the altar. Lift your hands up to the King of Kings. Lift your hands up to the Sovereign God. Lift your hands up to the hill for which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. Your help comes from the Lord. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve your soul. Hey. He shall preserve your soul. He shall preserve you. He shall keep you. He shall sustain you. He shall regulate you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, he will. Father, your children are standing before you. Like Daniel stood before you many centuries ago. He prayed and asked you for help. And God, you stepped in and you helped him. You rescued him. You set him free because you had favored him. And Lord, we pray like Daniel prayed. Send help, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Help us, Lord. There are those who rose up against us, oh God, who don't like what you're doing in our lives. There are enemies, there are haters, there are circumstances that are beyond our control. And we're asking you, precious Holy Spirit, to come now, God. Send your angel. Dispatch your angels. You say you will send your angel to surround us. You will camp your angels around us. They will not dash our foot up against the stone, oh God. You say that you will keep us. You will sustain us. You will preserve us. And so we're asking right now for your grace. We're asking right now for your favor. We're asking right now for your breakthrough. We're asking right now that you will answer us. We need you, Lord. We're hungry for you, God. We're thirsty for you, Lord Jesus. Father, come right now. We need a breakthrough. We need you to intervene on our behalves. Even now in the name of Jesus, God. God, raise our faith in this place. Encourage our hearts, Holy Spirit, this morning. Let us not leave the same way we came from this place, oh God. But transform us in your presence now, Father. Send the help that we need now, Father. Send the grace that we need now, Father. In the name of Jesus, that we can stand strong. Not just standing, but standing in the strength of the Lord. So, Father, right now we praise you. We thank you.
we thank you for moving mountains right now we thank you right now for expanding territories we thank you for making crooked paths straight we thank you for abundance coming now we thank you for your spirit for them we thank you for the resource we thank you for the resources we thank you right now we thank you right now why don't you just thank him right now why don't you just thank him right now thank him right now in faith thank him right now thank him right now thank him right now thank him right now a year from now you won't look the same thank him right now thank him right now there will be a shift ah you won't look the same in the name of jesus i feel the holy ghost in the name of jesus oh god we thank you right now oh god you're going before us right now you're going to that circumstance right now you're going to that situation right now you're going to that den right now oh you're gonna stop the enemy you're gonna stop what he's trying to do against us Cause no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon. It shall not prosper. It shall not penetrate. Standing on your promises in the precious name of Jesus. If you believe that, give God praise one more time as you go back.